BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This one's for the birds. This one's for the city. This one for the fans that bleed green with me. Push down to 95 to the right is the link. With a team pulling up, knowing that they're getting beat. Exit Broad Street, right on Patterson. Xfinity Live, CPP, what's happening? Dub F Lot, stop by F1. Fly, Eagles fly, you hear the song getting sung? What team in the league is number one? Bird gang, bird gang, yeah, I said it twice. You heard me say it once, now you sure you heard it right. No lies being told, yeah, it's all facts. It ain't me. Green to Kelly, we don't rock with that. Any given Sunday, we don't ever slack. Yeah, we got an SP, time to run it back. And even on the road, yeah, we taking over. All you see is see a green like you at the Nova. Care less about the squad, bro, it's only us. A cheesesteak tailgate, yeah, we good, bro. Beer pong baptism, you already know. Con shot, tomato pie, bring three or four. After every bird game, you know where to be. Fourth of John, NBC, in the heart of Philly. About the birds, about the birds, all about the birds. E-Rock, girls, find the Hollywood. Here we go, broadcasting live from NBC Sports Philadelphia Studios in the heart of the Wells Fargo Center. Welcome, boys and girls, to Fourth and John, episode 100. Gail, we made it. We made it to 100 episodes, my friend. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. And while this is the show before the season and it's the 100th episode, and normally I would take this opportunity to stand up on my soapbox, block out about five minutes worth of time so I could preach the gospel, preach the Eagles gospel, but man, <laughs> we have a very special guest for our 100th episode, Mr. My Dave honor. Spadaro. My yes, you can sir. preach all you want. I want to see it. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank That's you. cool. It's, a, it's, yeah. it's an honor to have you it, in the It's studio, an honor to be friend. here, man. I, I, the podcast world is... Uh, I really don't listen to much podcasts. No uh, well, I do one, you know, the yeah. Eagles, Eagles Insider podcast now. And I'm just trying to, you know, you try to learn to what, what is going to resonate with fans. Yeah. And it's, a, it's an interesting formula that I've had success and not success and still trying to crack the code. It's, a, it's an amazing thing because literally Gail and I met at a training camp up in Lehigh, right? An Eagles training camp. And that was something like 11 years ago. And that's where this whole friendship started. And then when we get, we just kind of had this epiphany both together. Like, hey, man, we, we love the birds. We're at the tailgates. We're always talking to each other. We're always texting back right. and forth. We're a little bit crazy. Yeah. Let's throw a couple <laughs> microphones on a this thing. A plus B equals C. Absolutely. Success. Now, the first question, I want to dive right into you it. You guys ready for the season? Oh, man. 100%. I know. It was such a long off season. And the offseason is actually what I, what I wanted to get into first and foremost. And this might be a little bit of a long-winded question. That's okay. At the risk of having a real short answer. Fine. But, but I, but I want to make a point here. Going into the 2018 season, right, 
Eagles fans, I'll always give Eagles fans credit because I really feel like they have their finger on the pulse of the team and they can feel a vibe. They can feel an energy. And we were in uncharted waters back in the offseason of 2018. We were defending Super Bowl champions, right? We were, uh, we were coming off, you know, that high that is our first Super Bowl. We were hearing things like the new norm. Yep. Right? And we were thinking to ourselves, well, we're going to go and win another one. We're going to go repeat. How hard can it be? Look at the Patriots, right? They've done it. And then you look at the Super Bowl winners from years prior, and it's tough to get back, let alone win back-to-back. So we were a little uneasy. And then Doug came out with, what was it, Embrace the Target. Yes. Which, by the way, none of us were buying. No. None of us were buying. No. And then you hear things like Malcolm Jenkins wanting to <laughs> take down the Super Bowl stuff. In the preseason, I think enough time has passed where last, we can say last preseason they didn't look good. Yeah. So we were all in a sense of, uh-oh. And I feel like the team was in a sense of, uh-oh. That was the vibe that we were getting. This offseason feels different. This offseason feels like the pressure's off. They're all in. But we don't have to worry about defending as Super Bowl champions. What is the vibe for this team? How does it differ from the vibe from last team? Am I just imagining yeah. no, that? Well, I think the vibe is similar to what you feel, what fans feel, what the team feels. And we just had this event at Lincoln Financial Field. We had the packed house to the Touchdown Club. We had Lane Johnson, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, 250 fans there. And um, I made the comment that I think that the fan expectation and the level of excitement – is matched this year only by, in my recollection, prior to 2004. Mm. Eagles had gone to three straight NFC Championship games. They go out, they get Terrell Owens, they get Javon Kurse. Everybody's like, this team is going to the Super Bowl. And I feel like the fans and the media have that same energy, right? Right. You didn't feel that way before 2017 because nobody knew how good that team was going to be. No. And last year we were all hungover. I partied my ass off. <laughs> From the minute we won the Super Bowl, like, until yeah. just a few hours ago. Mm. So, but anyway, the, you know, the point is, that team last year was a good team, but I felt a, a tired team. And mm-hmm. you learn so much after you win a Super Bowl how hard it is to get back. The way the Eagles attacked the offseason this year, getting Deshaun Jackson, bringing him back, bringing in Jordan Howard, drafting Miles Sanders, you know, uh, Andrews and Dejo, Vinnie Curry, uh, Malik Jackson, just like pieces – that while they're not superstar pieces outside of Deshaun, you can you understand why they made the moves. Mm-hmm. And you look at the roster, you go, wow, this team is stacked. Mm-hmm. And then you've got a quarterback who's got a long-term contract. And, you know, we all pray that Carson stays healthy, but we all understand how good he is. And then they even address the backup quarterback position with Josh McCown. So the vibe in the in the building, Novacare, matches the way the fans feel. Thank you. And that, that, that's that was a fantastic answer. Yeah. Because that, that's what I was Everybody gonna, knows this team is really good. Yeah, and they know they're really good. Really good. But, but, it's, but you still got to go out and do it. But when, we, when Gail and I visited training camp, like you could tell they were out there and they were loose. They were having fun. It's a very good vibe. Well, it's Doug. I mean, Doug's, a gr- Doug's like the greatest. I mean, coming off the evil empire of Chip Kelly, uh, <laughs> it, it is so refreshing that you've got a coach who relates to everybody in the organization and respects everybody in the organization, something Chip did not do. And, that, and so everybody's really in it together. And they've all reckoned, you know, the whole stigma of Eagles fans and Phillies fans being negative and all that crap, that's, that's BS. Nobody believes that anymore because everybody's seen that when the team has the ultimate success, what the fans are like, and there's no place that anybody would rather be than in Philadelphia. Now, Dave, go back, going back to the depth. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fans are talking about it. The pundits are talking about the depth. Uh, is talking about how crazy, you know, this roster looks. Now, 
you know, a guy like Joe Douglas that was here picking some of these players to be on this roster. A guy like Zach Ertz has mentioned that this sure. is the deepest team that he's seen deeper than the 2017 team. And Joe Douglas uh, reiterated the same thing. Now, you've been here a while. You've seen Super Bowl runs. Yep. Is this one of the best teams you've seen? Yeah, on paper? But it, but yeah, on paper. I mean, it, it, I think it all – I'm not going to surprise anybody by saying it all goes back to number 11. I mean, you've got a really good offensive line. You've got a really good D-line. And I admit there's question marks after the starters on the defensive line. Right. You know, the, the Deshaun Hall needs to step up, and Sharif Miller has to be able to be counted on for plays. And, you know, same with Josh Sweat. And so we don't know that part of it. And then the linebackers, they're just, they seem like they're just a bunch of guys. But they've always seemed like they're just a bunch of guys right. here. But otherwise, they're stacked. I mean, I think it's a really good deep group. I think by bringing in somebody that nobody cares about, Andrew Zendejo, he's a good player. He's not a great player, but he's a good third safety. And he lets them do a lot of things, for example, with Malcolm Jenkins and move him into linebacker positions. And so they strategically, instead of like 2011 when they just added talent and it became the ill-fated dream team, these guys added talent but then also earmarked specifically, how's that guy going to fit? How's that guy going to fit? How's that guy going to fit? So what you have now is, I mean, a, a backfield that – an offensive backfield. Like, I, I, I can't tell you the last time I was excited this much about Jordan Howard, who's a, just a solid workman-like move-the-chains guy. Miles Sanders, who I think has star written all over him. Darren Sproles back for his role. And then Corey Clement back for his role. And as recently as March, they had nothing back there. So they've really done a great job of building it. So, yeah, I do think this staff – has done a great job building the roster. And I think that there's so much talent. And I've, I think we've all been convinced that Doug is the real deal as a coach. And because what he did to me, what he did last year, was maybe more impressive than winning the Super Bowl. They were decimated last year from the start of the season all the way through with injuries. And yet they went into uh, the last game. They win down the stretch. They win in Washington. They get to the playoffs. They win against the Bears. Ugly but physical great game. And then they're driving to win the game in New Orleans, and Alshon you know, drops the pass. Ball goes through his hands. So I, I think it's a great coaching staff. I think they've got wonderful chemistry, and they've got the right pieces. So I do. I think it's one of the best teams. I think it's the best team I've seen on paper. Triple but I down. also said that last year. But I also said that last year. But So do we. You know, and be, but then certain things didn't happen last year. The running backs, you know, Jay Ajayi got hurt. Sproles got injured. Yeah. You know, it, it just it's, Carson never really came all the way back. So, um, but I think this year they're very, very well positioned to make a run. But they got to, they got to, you know, they got to do things right. They got to score points early. They didn't do that last year. Yeah. They got to be better in the red zone. They got to be better on third down. Got to get off the field. That's an that's an amazing point that that almost like the coaching job that he did last year. I never thought of it that way. The coaching job that he did last it's year. It's ridiculous to think that with, because with, they won the Super Bowl two years ago. Yeah, but with the injury, I mean, they were just injury bug doesn't even do it justice. It was a injury bug the size of Mothra that that, that, yeah. that attacked that team. Yeah, and and the year before though, you know, Iraq, it was it was de- there were definitely significant injuries, but it was kind of concentrated to place kicker, quarterback, left tackle, middle linebacker. And then I think Maragos at safety. Was there somebody else? I think they stayed healthy on the DNs. So there were only like five positions. Last year it was positional groups. It decimated. was all over. It was yeah. running back, wide receivers had you know Alshon took time to come back. Matt Collins never played. 
Uh, D-line got ripped up. The cornerbacks were all torn apart. Safeties, you missed Rodney McLeod all year. So it was all throughout the roster, and yet they, they gathered themselves when the season could have gone right down a crapper. And they, they positioned themselves, and they came back, and they made the playoffs. And, and we're right there, getting ready for the NFC Championship game. Now, Dave, uh, you know, a, a fan favorite of, of the fans is Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. I mean, that guy has – he steps on the field, swagger, uh, times a trillion. Yeah. What, what, is, what does Deshaun Jackson mean to this Eagles offense? I mean, everything that you can imagine. First of all, he's, he's a much more mature person than he was. Yeah. He's got three kids. He's engaged. He's grounded. He, he's seen what it's like playing in Washington and Tampa, and it ain't Philly. You know, players who leave Philly appreciate Philadelphia so much more. And I'll tell you, all the fans, when you hear people complaining that, oh, Eagles fans, boo. and Well, in other cities, when your team doesn't play well, they leave. And that bothers players more than anything. In Philadelphia, they stay because it matters to them. And that makes a great sports city. And that's Philadelphia is a great sports city. And the fans have, have shown their love for the Eagles, and the players appreciate it. So for Deshaun, from the moment he's come back to Novacare, he's been a different guy. He doesn't take anything for granted. He's 32 years old. He's never won in the playoffs. He wants to go out on top. He wants a Super Bowl ring, and he's done everything, and I mean everything right. Now he's known as a burner, but he could be looked at as a nuanced route runner these days. Yeah. You can move him into the slot. You know, a lot of people talk about the way he's running his routes. He's, yeah. he's a different one. Yeah, he just runs them really, really fast. Yeah. And he, that, that's his gift. He's, he's, he's a freak. I mean, he's, he hasn't lost a step. And so that ability to go down the field will open up everything in the offense. And, I mean, this offense, I will say this unequivocally, the offensive skill positions combined with the O-line, by far the most talented I've ever seen in Philadelphia. By far. Way more talented than 2017, way more talented than any of the Randall days, any of the Donovan days, way more talented. I love that answer. In the other other markets, they don't boo. They leave. They leave. Yeah. And that hurts more. It hurts more. In Philadelphia, they stick around, but they'll let you hear it. And they also don't, like, you know, it bothered me watching the Phillies this weekend because Mets fans took over Citizens Bank Park. I mean, we're the fans. It's never happened. It happened a little bit during the Chip Kelly era because – in that last year, fans were like they were bailing on the team. The I, Eagles. I walked out once. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, because the I team walked was, out once. The team was getting crushed, yeah. and it was the same lousy offense. It was what 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 uh, Evan Mathis said. It was the never evolving offense. The Tecmo Bowl. It's, exactly. <laughs> so so but it, so and I understood that because it was such a bad time. But this town loves the Eagles so much that the players mm. appreciate that. I love it. I love yeah. it. You, you had previously mentioned Corey Clement, and yeah. this uh, Clement. 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 I'm sorry. If somebody said Iraq, would you be tell, mad? Tell him. Tell him. Like, oh, oh, I'm fancy yeah. now. Tell him. Yeah. Tell him. Yeah. Say Nelson Aguilar. He says Aguilar. No, I don't. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. All right, let me make my point. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let me make, <laughs> this preseason, I'm sure I'm, I'm not you know breaking any news here. It was kind of a drag. It was it was it was a little bit boring. Sure. Because the starters weren't playing, understandably so. Two years every year, it seems like the Eagles fans they 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 kind of cape for a guy, they stand for a guy, they 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 really want to see some undrafted rookie free agent make the roster. Two years ago, I was on the Corey train. Last year, I was on the Josh Adams train. Now, inevitably, there's going to be a couple undrafted rookie free agents that make the cut, right? This year, I don't know anything about these guys. Okay, we've got uh, T.J. Edwards, Nate. 
Herbig. Herbig. I don't want to mispronounce that name because apparently we're on the Erog mispronounces last names kick. The Malaprop, the Erog Malaprop train. But but what can you tell me about these guys and why they made the final roster? Uh, TJ Edwards made it because he's really smart and they think he can develop into a good linebacker. He probably doesn't have the speed, the pure speed, to be a great linebacker. Uh, so he's gonna have to he's gonna have to win with instincts. He's gonna have to win by being physical. He's gonna have to win by being technically better than everybody else. Um, Nate Herbig beat out Wisniewski, and um, that's saying something, you know. Mm-hmm. Now Wiz hasn't been picked up yet. I think he'll be picked up in week two by somebody. But he's a, he's he, his ability to play guard and center really helps. And again, the Eagles are always looking for offensive linemen. He's a big kid. He's athletic. He's willing to do anything. He's smart, tough. Mm. And so he's got a chance to develop with Stoutland as the coach. And because, look, this wave of offensive linemen is going to turn over at some point. Kelsey's only going to play a couple more years. Jason Peters might only play one or two more years. You know, Brandon Brooks has only got a couple, three years left in him. They're going to need these young players to step up. And Herbig's just another one in the mix. And the, sh- the sad part is – sorry for spitting on you. No, they, okay. lo- they lost Brett Toth, who they had signed out of the Army. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they liked him, really athletic. They thought they could get back on the practice squad. And Arizona picked him. Yeah, the Cardinals picked him up. You you can never have – they'll always bring in a bunch of O-linemen and a bunch of D-linemen. Something I wanted to ask you, it's more on a personal note, right? Because I remember walking by your office one time at NovaCare Complex. Was I sleeping? No, you were not sleeping. But on the wall there, I saw a framed Kelly Green, Reggie White, signed jersey. I do have that. And people don't – some people don't realize this, that you've been with the organization since, what, 88? So I I started uh, covering the team – when I, before I graduated from college, I graduated from Temple in 87, and I was working for a newspaper in Westchester, the Daily Local News, my hometown newspaper, working full-time, going to college full-time, covering the Eagles. So the, after the strike of 87, I was really good at writing. Like that was, I can't add. I can't do math. I, I can't do science. I can't do anything. But I can write. So I, um, uh, they, they let me start covering the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so that, you know, all the way through there. And then when we moved out of the vet, there was like a fire sale. Just people were like walking and grabbing stuff. And, they were, and, and I'm telling you, like there so, much, so many priceless Eagles artifacts ended up in the, in the garbage. Ah. It's so sad. Yeah. Oh so, but I ended up with a Reggie White autographed jersey that I have in a frame. And it's faded a little bit, but I, I don't even know what I'm going to do with it. Like, well, no, no keep it. And, and here, yeah. here's where I was steering the, the question, yeah. right? Because let's take... The 2017 Super Bowl aside, because obviously that was the pinnacle of what you, everybody in that organization, and all the fans were waiting for. You've been there for so long, you've seen some stuff. Yeah. What, what would you say is one of the highlight memories that you have, 2017 oh, aside? Something you look back on. If we were to ask you this question in 2016, you would have been like, oh, one of my favorite memories is... Well, it wouldn't be a game necessarily. It would be the, I mean, the Super Bowl season of 2004 was really cool. Uh, 2004, I remember having this idea that uh, one of the books that I read when I was a kid, read a lot of sports books, it was Jerry Kramer, who's now in the Hall of Fame, offensive guard for the Green Bay Packers. He wrote a book off a diary. It was called Instant Replay, or Distant, he wrote a sequel, Distant Replay. And he wrote it off a diary. So one day I'm in the shower and I'm like, oh my God, I've got this great idea. I'm going to go give T.O. a tape recorder. And I'm going to say, T.O., talk into the tape recorder. And whatever you say, I'll just transcribe it and we'll see what we get. And every week I would get the tape recorder, I would give it to a kid, he would transcribe it, we would get 10 pages, 20 pages. It's like T.O. just like ranting about this guy and that guy, and let's go to Outback, and like 
he painting the picture of like this really very unusual guy, a loner. And uh, I'm like 40 pages, 50 pages of stuff is gold. I'm thinking, man, this is my college, kid's college education. We go to the Super Bowl, going to win the Super Bowl. It's going to be a bestseller. This is awesome. And then Teal got hurt. And then I went over and spent time at his house trying to have him talk into it. He stopped doing it. He like, it was so weird getting to know Teal and, and how he turned from this like super great team guy to this surly, um, you know, uh, loner, angry at everybody person. So the diary kind of died, trickled down, Super Bowl. He took the tape recorder, he gave me one line, and then that was the end of the di diary. Book never came out. I had like 85 pages of transcript of T.O. talking. And then the next year, he turns against the Eagles, gets cut, and blows it in Philadelphia. And so the T.O. experience, while not necessarily a highlight, was a very interesting time because it encompassed the Super Bowl run and the, the adoration that everybody had for Terrell Owens, mm -hmm. who had it, the world, the world of Philadelphia in his palm. Oh, we remember. We were there for training camp. T.O., 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 oh, T.O., yeah. and yeah. blew it. And it was like the most graphic illustration of somebody who um, sabotaged his own success. Well, well, now everybody on Twitter is going to at Dave Spadaro, Eagles Insider, <laughs> yeah. and demand the T.O. unreleased yeah, tapes. No, demand I, the T.O. unreleased. I'm just, he, I'm just kidding. Called, no, it's cool. I'm not checking for that. I don't care. He's, <laughs> called, he's called me since. I'm, it's not, I don't even have the tapes anymore. I just have the transcript, which is owner in my, my property. So, now, now Dave, um, you know, Russell Douglas, a guy who's been talked about a lot about potentially starting. A guy, Sidney Jones, who's been talked about potentially starting, who, who might be the starter. I think Sidney Jones holds, holds such a huge key to this defense. Mm. Wow. Because he okay. has to be a really good cornerback. And it's time for him to be a really good cornerback. And Ronald Darby will be one starter, and Sidney will be the other starter, and Avante Maddox will be inside, and they'll bring in Rasul Douglas. He's a good matchup against tall receivers. And hopefully they have a lead. Hopefully they get pass rush. But Sidney Jones has to be – if I'm going after somebody, I'm going after Sidney Jones. I want Sidney Jones to tackle. I want him to show that he's tough. And I want him to show that he can cover. And uh, to this point, he has not been consistent in his career. So, to me, it's kind of like a make-or-break time for Sidney Jones to be a great football player, the player the Eagles thought he would be when they drafted him. Now, those flashes that people have been talking about in camp, are, are these yeah, real? Yeah, he's been good. Yeah. He's been good. He hasn't been – you know, it's been, it's been so fleeting in preseason games – and I only take so much of what I see in training camp because you know everybody's route. You know everybody's tendency. You know all the checks. It's Eagles on Eagles crime. So it's not that interesting. Um, but I want to see Sidney Jones. And the Redskins have uh, – they're not uh, known to have a great wide receiver core. But week two with Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley and Matt Ryan slinging it, that's going to be a great test. Is there any as a follow up? Is there any concern with that? Because I always thought it was going to be like Sydney, because Sydney and Darby play the left, don't they? Doesn't no Sydney. Sydney, uh, they'll, they'll move. They'll move. No, one and of, there's yeah. no concern about that no. moving because I, I remember yeah. the Bobby Taylor Troy Vincent days, yeah. and when you were playing right and left, you were yeah. playing right and left. Yeah, uh, I don't think that's going to be a problem. I mean, they play both. They they mix them. They move them back and forth. And the the, the weird thing I thought it would be I thought Avante would be a starter. He's instead they're gonna, I think they're going to put him in the slot, but I could be wrong. But I think it's going to be Sydney and um, Darby with Avante in the slot to start the season. One last question before we, before we let you get on out of here, and we do appreciate all, the, all, all, cool. all the time that you've, you've given us. 
a couple years ago, we plucked uh, one Nate Sudfeld from the Redskins practice squad and brought him onto the roster. And it was just so happened to be before the Eagles, you know, played the Redskins. And I know there's probably a lot of the picking of the mind when you bring a guy like that in to see what they're doing playbook-wise. Is there any concern? Like, listen, I give the Eagles credit for the Clayton Thorson thing. Like, fifth, you know, hey, it didn't work out. They moved on from it. Should we be concerned about Dallas having him in the building more specifically? Should we be concerned with Dallas picking the brain of Clayton Thorson? Um, well, and, and Wendell and Trayvon Hester. Yeah. And the Eagles finished the regular season last year playing the Washington Redskins. They played them twice a year, right? They know everything that they do. They change the verbal and nonverbal cues each week. So, they, I, I mean, I think that those teams know each other so well that there's only so much that Clayton Thorson's going to share with them. Right? That's going to help them. What's mm. he going to do? He doesn't have a copy of the playbook. Mm. They, they return their iPads. All their, their playbooks are on iPads. So he's not handing over the playbook to the Dallas Cowboys. Wendell's not handing over the playbook. Plus, they know everything. There's so few surprises. And the Eagles will change things up this week. Mm. They'll run a gimmick here and there. Mm. They'll, they'll do something that they, in this week that they haven't done you heard it first. In the preseason. I mean, you they'll do something. First. We're going to yeah. hear some razzle-dazzle yeah. on the field. It, 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 there's, there's something that's going to be in the, in the books that the Redskins haven't seen. So, And look, by the way, Zach Brown is a Philadelphia Eagle. He's played for the Washington Redskins. So if there's really – if you really want – now they've had a lot of time to pick Zach Brown's mind. Maybe they pick – maybe he's given him the whole Washington Redskins defense. It really doesn't help him because they, they scout them so thoroughly. And how much have the Redskins really changed – since the last game of last year. Yeah. Uh, be, right? Before you leave, yeah. we need a prediction for this, this game. Is it, is it a pe- I mean, potential? I'm a, I'm a 16-0 guy. I never think we're going to lose. <laughs> potential. I'm a homer. Well, I'm a homer. I'm a, there you go. I'm a homer, right? A potential blowout, maybe? What, Sunday? Yeah. I think, I think the first, first couple of weeks are always really unpredictable because you, just, you don't know who's going to feel the pressure of the first game, and this is when you have your biggest upsets. I never feel comfortable. I mean, I think the Eagles are a much better team. But the Redskins are, are out here. they got a really good defensive line. Um, what else do they have that's good? Darius Geis is a really, I think, yeah. a good running back. I think it'll be hard for them to score points. I don't know if Reed will play. Jordan Reed will play at uh, tight end. I would suspect maybe not. Um, but it's, it's a crazy game of football, and most of your upsets happen in weeks one and two. So I just want to see the Eagles go out and start fast. They stunk in the first quarter of games last year scoring football after being great the year before. It's, if they start quickly, get the crowd into it, it's going to be a really fun day at Lincoln Financial Field. Dave, thanks so much for stopping. Pleasure, this was guys. an awesome interview. My and pleasure. again, My, anytime. don't be surprised if your mentions are blown up by demanding the Terrell Owens we need lost a book. tapes. We need a book. We need the Terrell Owens the lost, lost tapes. tapes. They are lost. Phenomenal too. interview. Speaking of which, we had another phenomenal interview just last week with a specific Philadelphia Eagles cheerleader, one Mr. Ty- Kyle Tangway. Check it out. What has the last three, because you haven't even hit the regular season yet, right, bro. Right. What has the last three weeks been like for you? It has been truly rewarding, very incredible. Uh, I made the team back in April, yeah. and so a lot of people started to pick up on it back then, and the summer was kind of, you know, dull, so we were really training and working hard, and it was so rewarding to go out there on the field and just see all of that come to life. I've been saying since day one, the thing I was most excited for was fan interaction, yeah. and absolutely, completely was blown away by how positive and well-received the fans were, it really has made this into something even bigger for me, which is really exciting. Well, we here at Fourth and John, we're, we're real big. I don't know if you know this, but we're <laughs> real big on fan interaction. So I was keeping an eye on you that first preseason game, and you were out there taking pictures with kids. You were out mm-hmm. there, 
you know, just smiling and, and, and high-fiving people. It was absolutely fantastic. What got you into, uh, were you a dancer? Because obviously nobody wakes up in the morning and says, hey, I feel like breaking down some barriers today. Right. So, so are you a dancer? What's your background? Um, I'm a, right, currently, I'm a dance major at the University of the Arts in mm -hmm. Center City, right on Broad Street. Okay. Um, my background, I've been training in dance since I was 10 years old. Mm -hmm. I also did two seasons of varsity uh, cheerleading at my local high school. Okay. So I kind of like put those two together. I had some friends that were on the team. They said it was super awesome. We saw that it was happening in the NFL yeah. um, last season. I said, why not go for it? So I did. And... Now we're here. <laughs> so the inspiration, you, you saw some male cheerleaders in the yeah, league last Yeah, the Rams week? had gotten two boys, and they, okay. they were really awesome and kind, and they, they kind of like had reached out to me when they saw I was trying out. It was super great, but I was like, this can definitely be a reality. Yeah, so, so, so I saw that you, know, you were in a music video before, mm -hmm. and I know a lot of people that are dance major, my wife, right. for instance. Like, she has a lot of uh, fellow students that did music videos and choreography mm -hmm. and, and did a little bit of Broadway stuff like that. Like... Was it them that necessarily you looked at and said, you know what, I feel like bucking a trend and I feel like going into the NFL. Like with all this talent that I have, what made you think, football, I want to do this. I want to, I want to break down these barriers. So when I moved here, I never, I'm from New England and mm -hmm. I never got into sports. It was okay. just, I don't know if it's because I was Which means you're not just, a Patriots fan. Absolutely not. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. <laughs> I never really got into sports and so I was just like kind of doing my own thing. I think part of it was I was so focused on like the next step, like yeah. college, that I was yeah. like, I need to really train. So when I moved to Philadelphia and college and school became the same thing, mm -hmm. I had extra time to start to explore other passions and hobbies. And obviously living right on South Broad Street, sure. the sports scene is in your face 24-7. <laughs> now I could not help but get into Eagle season. I'm, you know, I moved in in August. It was right when the Eagle season was picking up. It okay. was the fall of 2017, right, when that Super Bowl came the following spring, mm -hmm. um, winter. And so I started to get into it and mm -hmm. saw how, you know, they were going on their run and they were beating all these teams. And I yeah. said, holy crap, like, I feel like my whole life I've been the underdog. You know, I always got second. I always was like that hair away from, you know, winning or being the next big thing. And I was like, I'm, I see myself in, these, in this team. So I was like rooting for them so hard. And of course, the Super Bowl happens, you know, the city went wild. And then to see not only this underdog team, you know, take the lead and take home like the trophy but to see this outpour of love from these people that have been waiting for this for years follow yeah. i just knew maybe like this is where i belong this team is where i belong and i want to become a part of it i want to find a way to engage and so the cheerleaders was you know my way in and something i was really passionate about i, I gotta be honest with, with you i'm blown away by that answer <laughs> i am absolutely blown away by that answer you saw yourself in the team now being from new england right you can't help but see parade after parade, <laughs> after parade with the Patriots. I actually have never Georgia. seen a parade in New England. I'm from like two hours north. Okay. And when the parade, I, I went to school about five minutes away from the hub. Okay. And um, when they had the parade, I didn't want to skip class, so yeah. I just went to class. But when the Eagles had their parade, my school's on South Broad Street, so we closed, so, so I got so, to go. So if, if I'm kind of gathering what you're saying here is that, that Eagle, it means more to Eagles fans and it's easier to suck you in right. as an Eagles fan than it maybe is as a Patriots fan up there in New England. Right, you know, maybe that could be the that, answer. That could, that could be it. <laughs> I won't hold you to it, but that definitely could be it. Now, the Eagles are, are, are known, and something that I absolutely love about the team, being an Eagles fan myself and being a season ticket holder, is they are very conscious about social issues. They allow their players to express different things about social equality, uh, social justice, but, but I want to focus on that uh, uh, equality thing. 
Did you feel like, you just kind of explained it to me, but did you feel like that Philadelphia was going to, if you were going to do this, it was going to be right here? Exactly. And to be honest, I think that the thing that sets Philly apart mm -hmm. is it's always been diverse. It's always been inclusive. If you don't get in anyone's way, if you don't, you know, infringe on anyone else's beliefs or whatever's in their way, as long as you're not that, then right. they won't get in your way. And I've really, I've seen Philly just like be open to so many things. And I think the thing that really set the Eagles apart with this decision was this wasn't just some move that they were doing. The Eagles have always felt this way. To the Eagles, when I showed up, I was just another cheerleader auditioning. There was no other intention behind it. And I think that speaks volumes because for a team that's had male cheerleaders, you know, 35 years ago, yeah. for a team that was the first team to see all these different personalities and ethnicities and backgrounds mm. on the cheerleading squad, to see these, this team that has consistently pioneered mm. do this, I don't think that it was a move for Philadelphia that was planned. I think it was just... I was just another person stepping onto this team, and male or female, if I had what it took to get the job done, I had a spot on that team. And I think that's what makes the Eagles such a special organization. Wow. This is, honest to God, this is the first time him and I have met. This is the first time him and I have spoken. We've, we've messaged each other briefly right. on Twitter, but this dude is speaking my language right now because I'm all about that at the tailgates. Bringing Eagles Absolutely. fans from every single walk of life. It doesn't matter whether you're male, female, your religion, your age, your ethnicity, where you're from in this country. If you're from a different country, we're all Absolutely. about it. As long as you're wearing that shade of green, you're cool with us. Man. Absolutely. So, so I, 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 I'm so down with that. I so appreciate you, you kind of giving off that vibe as a representative of the organization. Dude, that was so awesome having Kyle in the studio and, and really listening to his story. And when we got off the camera, when we got off microphone, him and I probably had a discussion, God, lo longer than the full video, which, by the way, you can find on the 4th and John YouTube page, a, a longer discussion off camera than we had on camera. And one of those things that he said off camera, it was kind of a funny story. And while it was off camera, I don't think it was off the record, so I'm going to go ahead and tell it, right? Kai was a little nervous about how he would be received by Eagles fans. He genuinely would. It was. He wasn't sure if he was going to get booed. He wasn't sure if he was going to have stuff thrown at him. Uh, he wasn't sure how he would be received. And it was overwhelmingly positive, but that first game wasn't the moment that he knew he, everything was going to be okay. It was after the game when a bunch of Cowboys fans found out about him on the field and found pictures of him on the field. And he said... Because he has social media, so he sees the mentions and what Cowboys fans were saying about him. But then all of a sudden, the entirety of Eagles Twitter went after these Cowboys fans with a ferocity. And some of them, by the way, listen to this podcast. And some of them, by the way, you know who you are. Eagles Twitter went after the Cowboys fans with a ferocity like, yo, this is our little brother. If we want to make fun of him, we'll make fun of him. You're not allowed to make fun of him. And if you make fun of him, we're coming after your neck. That's when he knew everything was just going to be all right. So Eagles Twitter, once again, you come to save the day. Gail, we got another special guest in the studio. Yes, we do. From Bud Light, our man uh, Al on? Alex George. Yes, What's up, brother? What's Represent. Hey, thank thank congratulations you. Congratulations on 100. Yes, sir. Thank you, thank you for stopping by. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, a lot of things about 4th and John have been, like, super organic, whether it's fans meeting up or with this podcast, just – Generating a buzz, uh, you know. We went to the the unveiling of the, the statue. Yes, yeah. Thanks to Calamart. Classic Jeff. Shout out to Classic Jeff who organically just gave us some tickets to that <laughs> event. 
where we bumped into uh, the representatives at Bud Light. Mm -hmm. um, and this, this, part this partnership started at the unveiling of the Nick Foles uh, statue. Philly, Philly special, right? Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Is that where you met Greg? That's, that's where I met Greg. Greg? Where it's, and it's been a great ride. I, we really just appreciate your support over the last couple of years, man. It's yeah. been amazing. I kind of inherited it just from moving out here in May and Greg having a great relationship with you guys. But, I mean, he, we hit the ground running. You know, you obviously said great things about you guys. So now I'm, you know, moving from Pittsburgh. But I got 4th and John podcast playing when I'm driving in the car. So oh, I'm catching right. up. Yeah, so I'm already right. adopting the Philly – John, the slang, I'm already into it. I'm liking the Eagles. I'm in here. I'm ready to go. There you go. We're, we're excited, and thank you once again for sponsoring the, you know, the beers, the delicious goodies that you provide yes, for the tailgates. You have been single-handedly responsible for more beer bong baptisms than I think <laughs> I have, which, which is absolutely amazing. And, I, and we're continuing the partnership, so there's going to be some more Bud Light at the tailgates. Am I right? There'll be a lot. Yeah, a lot of Bud Light tailgates. Along with some, some giveaways, right? A little, uh, I think so. I yeah, think, I think we might be cooking some special things up. Well, we, ha we have a, a, a giveaway. Are you going to be at the tailgate, by the way? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. great, great. Well, I wanted to give you, because you're giving us some things that we're going to be giving away to our fans. Mm -hmm. Hold on a second. We have a little something for you. It's a surprise. So this right here, every year for the home opener <laughs> tailgate, <laughs> we do the commemorative lanyard, right? Okay. So this year... It's the car. The theme is the Carson Wentz Revenge Tour. All I've right, seen the that, 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 that's what's gonna it's gonna be. But on the back of said lanyard is a piece of the zero Super Bowls jersey burning ceremony that we had last year. So you, no that's way. for you. It's Thank gonna go you. to the first hundred. Now the first ninety nine, because <laughs> the first one has already been given out. Now the that's first ninety nine people. And I know we have some other stuff, like a couple other giveaways planned. You said you moved over from you, you moved from Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yes. Get, same state. A little bit of different vibe out there with the Yinzers. What was it For like, sure. kind of growing up in Steelers country and now being here in Philadelphia? So, I mean, I, I obviously, I, you know, we didn't play you guys a lot. So, you know, growing up, to me, I just didn't follow the Eagles a lot at all. Um, so coming over here, you know, being an NFC team, to me it wasn't like, yeah, you know what, now I'm just kind of following another team. I always kept it within state. You know, even growing up, my dad was like, hey, you know, if, if Steelers aren't in the Super Bowl, hopefully the Eagles make it to the Super Bowl. That's kind of like how it's always been. Um, but I'm telling you, I mean, w when I came here, just sports in general, this was the biggest time for Philly sports ever. I mean, you got Villanova doing well. You got the Phillies doing well. The Flyers yeah, I guess, you know, <laughs> Sixers. Don't bring that Penguin I, stuff in here. You might end up in the bathroom. No, well, so now the other thing I realized quick. I was like, people don't mind if you're a Steelers fan out here. They don't mind if you're a Pirates fan because they're not winning. Mm. They do not like Penguins fans out here. No, no, they, they do, do not. not. They do not. And I do not. F I, I am a bandwagon hockey follower. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, good. I'm three for four. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> Let's do that hockey. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. When it's on, you know, if they make it, you know, that's what I'll watch. Now, uh, speaking of enemies behind, uh, ter uh, in, in our own back backyard, um, there's been some Bottom rumors here. on the timeline on Twitter. Oh, I've been reading about Redskins fans celebrating at a local establishment. And it's a... I Bud Light sponsored well, event. Put him in a bitch. I, I I guess it's not a rumor if it's true, <laughs> but <laughs> I only because I seen it the same time you guys did. Now, 
what I can say, I mean, we obviously have deals with different teams um, across the country. Um, besides a couple, like I know we don't have deals with the Packers, um, you know, a few other guys in the Midwest, but um, and the Cowboys actually too. But um, so, you know, that kind of stuff's going to happen. Mm. What I would say, I, you know, I know that they're going to a certain bar. I know that that's advertised publicly. So Tall Manjo's. That's the place allegedly 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 uh, it's happening allegedly. on saturday so, allegedly allegedly so, round up the troops allegedly the the flyer is out there on redskins twitter if you want to check it out i, I don't think it's hidden so yeah. what, what what i could say is if eagles fans end up there just what i said earlier throw out some high fives throw out some hugs i don't care so, what you throw <laughs> out you can be there city but of brotherly all love I, all i can say is so yeah, if i'm just, reading this correctly I don't imagine there would be a lot of Redskins fans in the city of Philadelphia. Why would there be? A, they don't travel well. B, their team stinks. They don't even. We were at the Redskins game at the final game of the season last year, and there was nobody there but Eagles fans. Eagles fans completely took it over. So they don't even like going to their own stadium, let alone venturing out and representing their team in a different city, especially an NFC East opponent. So if I'm reading you correctly. We, if you don't want Redskins fans, don't know how many, partying in your city, you should show to allegedly Tall Man Joe's, allegedly on Saturday, and maybe just book the place silent. Standing no, room no only. No stopping you. Be nice. Th- be nice. Be nice. Yeah, no, we're, yeah, we're not nice. encouraging yeah. anything. We're just encouraging you, say, you welcome to... welcome to your city. Welcome to... Welcome yeah, welcoming to our city. party. Yeah, That's a nice the way welcoming party. Yeah. A nice welcoming party. And then going back, I mean, maybe... The reason they're doing this, they just got tired of, you know, losing in their stadium. So, hey, why don't we travel and lose? You know I like what I mean? That. Maybe, that's, maybe that's what they're doing. Talking trash over here. I don't, I don't here. work with the Redskins, so I'm, I'm just Eagles and on the other side. But the Steelers, light man but, talking trash yeah, over here. Hey, I, I can throw it at my counterparts, too. Yeah. <laughs> now, have you ever seen what goes down at the 4th and John tailgate? I have not. This will be my first. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, so, boy. Are you getting baptized is the question, though. Yeah. Are you yeah. getting baptized with your own product? Yeah, absolutely. You're off the clock, absolutely. right? You, you yeah. can, you can absolutely I'm on the clock, that. that's part of the clock. A lot yeah. of people have been tweeting me about the tailgates, and, and you know, people want to know, like, where it is and what time we get started. So just to, get, just to go over the whole thing, it, yeah. it's on my uh, it's my pinned tweet on my Twitter, at the Mighty E-Rock. The O is a zero now. Thank you, Twitter. Um... We start when the gates open. Gates open at 6.30. I'll be in line at 5.30. All right? Doesn't mean you got to be there at 6.30. Just know that we will be there at 6.30. Beer is being provided by Bud Light. Yes, Shout out to Concha Hawk and Bakery. They're setting up all the food. Bringing the pies. Bring some desserts. But, yeah, bringing the... They're, 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 they have gone... Listen, you all know Concha Hawk and Bakery for bringing the tomato pies to the tailgate. You should see the spread that they have planned for us. TNF Hoagies is also providing some food there. Uh, it's free to attend, all right? We don't, we, don't, we don't charge anybody for attending our tailgate. Uh, we don't even charge if you're wearing an opposing jersey. I mean, there's um, one thing we do demand. What's is that? that you have a good time. We, we do demand you have that's a good all, time. That's all we ask. And the first hundred, I mean 99, people that, uh, that <laughs> show up are going to get themselves uh, the keepsake lanyard, and also Bud Light's going to have some, some... Can I wear this there? I don't want to lose it. No, you've got to wear it there. Okay, Everyone, every, every, everybody's yeah. going to be wearing it there. It's going to get rowdy. I just want to make sure I, I don't lose it. Don't lose it. Okay. Don't I, lose it. I well, I do, I do got like 99 more of them. Yeah, well, but you, got the, you get to say you, you, get got, the, you got the first one. I got one. number one. I got number one. And it looks like a good piece of jersey, too. That's got to be like the sleeve. Yeah, it's the sleeve That's right the sleeve right there. Complete yeah, with burn marks. I like that a lot. Alex, appreciate you coming on and appreciate the partnership much, once again. Yes, sir. I appreciate thank you. it, too. Thank you, Alex. Thank, thank you. Th- thank you so much. Evan, we're going to have you slide in. 
And as a, uh, as a special treat for Trox and Prime, I'm going to ask you to sit, stand behind me, all right? Because what we do every year is we go through the schedule, the wins and losses. And I want the boys behind me because us five, including Finer, who did not want to be on camera, I will yell to you, Finer. I will holler at you. We're going to go through the wins and losses and see what the Eagles come up with as our final season prediction. So we're going, to, we're going to run right through this thing. Week one against the Washington Redskins, the home opener for the Carson Wentz Revenge Tour. Gail, what say you? It's going to be a blowout. That's a W. That's a W. Ev, it's going to be a W. It's going to be a W. Prime. W. W. Trox. Blowout. Blowout. All right. I like it. Dubs around, around the board here. 1-0. Finer as well. Finer. <laughs> Finer's got the dubs. I swear to God, Maybe Tom, we are going to find those Terrell Owens lost tapes, <laughs> and we are going to get Tom Finer on camera. Mark my words. It is going to happen. Week two, Sunday night football. Gail, you and I will be traveling down there with the Green Legion. Actually, we're all going to be traveling yes, down sir. there yeah. with the Green Legion and that brand new stadium, Sunday night football in front of a primetime audience. Gail! Piped in sound and all. We are getting that dub in ATL. We are, are going to witness the Eagles go 2-0 and in Atlanta. Trox. We got a loss. Trox has got a loss. Boo uh, this man. Okay. Speaking of loss. All right, all right. Putting it into the existence. Prime, well, Prime, what do you got? I got a W. You got a W. Okay, I got a W as well. We're gonna week three, welcoming in the Detroit Lions. It's cold in the D. They say. Um, (laughs) That's a W. (laughs) It certainly is. Evan, Google that. Strong start, three and zero. Another W. Three and zero. Trox. That's a win. Prime. Three and zero. Three and zero. Finer. Finer, what was your what was your Atlanta pick? Yeah, Finer's three and zero. That's a W for me as well. We're all going we're going three and well, except for Trox, who has them losing to the uh, Falcons. Falcons yeah. Packers Thursday night football short week. Ooh, back to back prime time games. Mm. Gail, the team is four and zero. Oh, here he goes again. This team is going to go sixteen and zero. Remember last year, Gail was just racking up wins, <laughs> racking up wins. We stopped we stopped throwing to him. Evan, what do you got? That's our first loss of the season in Green Bay. Yeah. First loss of the season in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers, that new head coach. Yeah, the, the, the thing, they, they never play well against Aaron Rodgers, and mm-hmm. it almost seems because he gets the ball out so quick. Like, mm-hmm. At least under McCarthy, they could always scheme for the Eagles' defense. Him in his own really home well. stadium as well. Schwartz better Aaron not be playing that sticks defense against Aaron Rodgers. He will yeah. eat you for lunch. Trox, what do you got? I got a win. You got a win. Okay. Prime. Tom Finer is on the fence. Oh, he's got the L. I'll tell you what, your boy E-Rock's got the L, too. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. You kind of you you go into Atlanta, you're feeling yourself, short week, you got to play Aaron Rodgers on a well-rested Aaron Rodgers team. I, don't, I do not like it at all. Vikings, Eagles Mm-mm. at the Vikings. Jets, Vi- Jets. Jets. I'm, so, Jets. I'm sorry. I skipped the Jets. Is any, uh, has anybody got us losing to the Jets? Hey, is that uh, why I skipped on no. pal. We, we lose one every year. That's a gimme. Are you stealing my thunder right now? The Titans were the team last year. Are you stealing year. my thunder? The Jets are going to be the team this year. You know why we lost? Because y'all spoke it into existence. Don't start that speaking into existence stuff. You know, every, anytime you say anything critical or bad, <laughs> and then it comes to fruition, Gail just turns on you and gives you Gail face. You know how important words, when you speak words, they become things. 
The football guys aren't listening to this podcast. Yeah. I promise you. Yeah, they you. are. The football guard. So go ahead, Evan. I want to hear your explanation. My explanation is pretty simple. It's that um, the Eagles, I feel like, tend to give away uh, one game each year where we lose to a team that we really shouldn't lose to, and I ultimately think that the Jets are going to be that team this year. I think that they've improved since last season. I think they're going to they're sneak up on us. Trox. I got to win. Prime. Tom Fine gives me the thumbs up behind the curtain. Oz gives me the thumbs up. Evan, I am on your line of thinking. No. No, listen, dude. Last year, you guys roasted me. Sam Darnold. For, for, you guys roasted Le'Veon me. Bell. Sam Darnold's Sam Darnold's coming here. Come on, dude. You guys roasted me for saying they would lose to Minnesota, and I said that game means more to Minnesota than it does to us, and they lost. And then you roast me for saying they were going to lose to Tennessee because I just didn't like the matchup. I didn't like the way it fell in the schedule. I felt it was a trap mm-hmm. game. And lo and behold, what happened? Are you going to once again roast me for picking uh, against the team against the Jets? Hey, They're going to give up. Don't put me in the bathroom. Put him in the bathroom. <laughs> Don't put him in the bathroom. I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. Eagles the at Jets. To the Jets, yes. The Look, they're going to give away one boner game a year. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. We look back and wonder, how did they lose to Tampa Bay? How did they lose to Tennessee? How did they lose to Carolina? You know what's going to happen. There's going to be one that at the end of the season we're going to look back and be shaking our heads and wondering why exactly they lost to that team. It's going to be the New York Jets. I'm not speaking into existence. Eagles at Vikings. Gail. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give a, a L here. It, it, oh, don't speak it into existence, Because I'm, I'm, I'm forced. You're speaking it into existence. You're not forced. forced to do anything. You they're, gotta be kidding me. They're on the you road. You were just killing me. They're on the road. You know, they went 5-0. and oh. You know, they might be smelling themselves at this point of the season. You know, they're playing a skull. The skull claps might be really loud You're giving that me game. crap about it's, Sam Darnold, and they're gonna lose to Kirk Cousins. Yeah, this is making me sick right now. They got, uh, that's Talk about team. the skull chant. Evan. I've got us after uh, two rough losses, uh, come back with a win versus the Vikings. Trox? I got them 4 and 1 going in there, and they're going to get an L in Minnesota. Prime? I got an L in Minnesota. What's that? I got an L. You got an L? Yep. Finer. Ooh. Oh! He gave right. us a thumbs up. All right. I'm, uh, I'm marking that as a dub. There's no way they're losing three games in a row. No way they're losing three games in a row. Ooh. Circle this one. Yep. Underline this one. I like this. Eagles at Cowboys. It's Dallas week. Gale, so help me God. I mean, I, those, those players last year, they, they, they got robbed. They're going yeah. back there with, uh, with full vengeance. They're, they're, they're taking a W. They're taking a W. Evan. Trox? I got, I got an L. I got an L for the Cowboys. First game against the Cowboys, I got an L. Put him in the bathroom. We got an open seat on the panel. Evan. <laughs> oh, not Evan. Trox. I got to win. Win. Prime. Win. Fine. There gives me the thumbs up behind the curtain. I like it. Win. I'm going to pencil it in as a win. There's no way I can, after I gave Gail all that grief, I can, I can do W on, or, or L on that one. Eagles at Bills. One, once again, that we will be traveling with, with the Green Legion. And, and side note. I got an email that said there was like six tickets available for the um, for the Atlanta trip mm-hmm. left. So all those people that uh, are, are thinking about hopping in last minute, d- do it. And all those people that uh, put in promo code John, they're going to be putting you in our section in our row right next to us. So of course, make sure you like email me or email Gail. Let me know you're on that list because we're starting to do the seating charts now. 
it's a couple weeks away. Yeah. So we're going. But this is one that we will be at, partying with Bill's Mafia. I promise you, social media world, that you will see E-Rock go through a table because I will contact the Bill's Mafia and ask them to take me to the biggest, up on the RV? biggest, baddest, you know what, oh that they God. got. <laughs> and I'm and I'm going through a table now. I don't care if this it's, is a lot of talk right this now. This is the week ten twenty seven. Are you going to be on top of an RV ready to plow this through? Is, this is the week where he breaks his back and we <laughs> wheel him into every other stadium. It's he, going to be great. He's on injured reserve <laughs> yeah. from here on in. Listen, uh, I don't I don't care if it's if I'm on the table and it's frog splash off the top of the man. RV. I'm a little hesitant to do power bomb off the RV. Got to do the Rob Van Dam. Rob Van Dam, yeah. Eddie Guerrero style. I'll do that. Do we get one in return? No, you do not get one in return. No, no <laughs> I'm not the, letting your the wheelchair your game. Big rear end frog splash off the off the top. Uh, Gail, Eagles at Bills. W. W. F. W. Trucks. That's a dub. Prism. W. Fina. Thumbs up. I got it as a W as well. By uh, Bears at Eagles. The, do- the double doink replay. The double doink rematch. I think uh, the Bears are getting overhyped to me. Mm-hmm. I think they're still a good team, but I, I think uh, we get that dub again. Evan. I think I think we'll get a W handily, actually. Yeah. Trox. After a handily. Game, handily. Trip, we come home and get a dub. Trox has got a dub. Prime. I got a W for sure. Prime's got a W. Fina. He's, he's got a W as well. I like it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Like <clears throat> For the same reasons that I give you why the Eagles were going to lose to the Minnesota Vikings last year, I am going to give you that revenge loss at Lincoln, Lincoln Financial Field. I think the Chicago Bears come in motivated. I think they come in angry. I think the Eagles, after going on that sort of three-game away game bender in October, mm-hmm. they're a little tired. They're a little looking forward to the bye week. You know what I mean? So I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm actually going to pencil this in as an L. This is going to be my third L of the season. Mm. Patriots at Eagles. Now, probably you can put all the other games. You can shuffle them aside. This is the biggest game of the season right here. 100%. And for, if for nothing else then looking at that game, Carson Wentz has to win that game. I'll say it again. Carson mm-hmm. Wentz has to win that game because if he does not, Foles. Oh, oh, yeah. Foles did and you didn't. Foles did and you didn't. That could be a turning point in either direction of the season. Gail, what say you? Um, yeah, I'm just going by the uh, the numbers here. To beat Tom Brady Don't do three it. times in a Don't row. Don't do it. To beat Belichick three times in a row. It's, it's, it's difficult. <laughs> I'm going to go L here. I'm going to go L. Evan. I was really hoping he was going to have like an M. Night Shyamalan ending plot there. Twist. Yeah, yeah, a little where, plot twist at the end there. Well, here's what's going to happen. Tom Brady is going to come into Lincoln Financial Field for the final time in his career, and he's going to lose to the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm. Yes. Trucks. A 4.30 game at home with our fans? That's a win. Prime. I agree with Trucks. That's a W. Finer. Finer gives us thumbs up. I like it. That right there, unlike what Gail Saunders says, because he didn't get any of them right last year. Because <laughs> you all spoke it into existence. That's yeah, yeah, whatever is negative. Bad energy. The, he, speaking of energy, 
that Eagles team, forget about how Carson Wentz plays. That Eagles team is going to be so motivated to win that game, not because it's the Patriots, not because it's a, it's a home game, mm-hmm. not because by that point they're going to be in a playoff hunt. It's because it's Carson Wentz versus the Patriots. Mm-hmm. And they know that they've got to step up and win that game if for no other reason than to put their, that, their current quarterback on the same pedestal. Not that he could ever reach it. There's a, there's a statue outside of Nick Foles. In the regular season. Go ahead. Finish uh, but, but, but put him in, on the same pedestal and say, see, Carson Wentz can also be Tom Brady. Um, I, yeah, I, I really feel like that this like, like there's a callus almost that's forming right now, and this is the whole pinnacle of the Carson Wentz revenge tour that we've been talking about this whole time. Yeah. This is where he cements it. This is, this is where the, the actual revenge happens. I, 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 comple- I completely believe it. Uh, then we got another difficult one. Seahawks are in town against the Eagles. Gale? Seahawks, uh, they, they play us on our turf. Um, so, you know, we caught, caught two L's on the road this time uh, – we reverse it. That's a dub for you. Dub. Evan? I got a uh, completely opposite mindset of Gale. I think we have uh, we win two tough games with the Bears and Patriots, and then we come up stinking with the Seahawks. Mm. It's an L. Interesting. Trucks. A Jadavian Clowney game. That yes. is. The Jadavian Clowney revenge game. <laughs> which, which, by the way, whatever. It was fun to talk about on social media. Yeah. I'm not all broken up that the Eagles didn't get Jadavian. It was just no. icing. Honestly. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not broken up either. Yeah. Trox, quick answer. Um, Club John will be open for business that night. Absolutely. And you know what? I, I don't know what it is when Seahawks come, Seahawks come to town. We, we don't beat them at home for some reason. It's scary, but I think we get a loss. That was a, that, okay. That was a quick answer. Prime. <laughs> I guess I have to be quick. <laughs> Prime's got a W. Finer. Finer's got a loss. Oof. Okay. I've got it as a dub. There's going to be a method to my madness, by the way. At the end, I'm going to reveal, much like I did last year, mm. the method behind the madness. Because I got this schedule all broken down, man. I've, I've dissected this thing. I've analyzed this thing. I've got it all broken down. But next, we have the, the Miami trip. Dolphins at Dolphins. Gail? W. Yeah, it's an easy W. Oh, W's all around. It's got to be. That's going to be the worst team in the league this year. All right. Finers just automatically put it up. Everyone gave the... Uh, Giants come to town. Uh, the Daniel Jones revenge game for us. Danny fun Dimes. Of, yeah. Because he'll be, he'll be playing by then. Uh, that's a W. W. Copizzle singing. Copizzle singing. W. W. Fine. W. Okay. W for me as well. Eagles at Redskins. You know we'll be down there once again taking over that stadium. Gale. W. Ev. We split with the skins. That's a loss. Whoa. Whoa. Put them in a bad trip. Yep. Eric Flowers playing guard? Yep. They just signed, what, a 36-year-old left tackle? Dwayne Haskins. The juggernauts, yes. Jets, and the Redskins beat the Eagles. That's what's happening. One of the most deepest teams that Spadero has ever seen. In the league, though. <laughs> the, uh, the, the league evolves a lot throughout the, the course of the season. Okay. Trucks. Truck, dub, prime. Finer. Dubs, of course. Evan, I don't know what you're thinking on that one. <laughs> We welcome in the Dallas Cowboys, uh, December twenty second. Ooh, close to Christmas. I gotta get my outfit ready. You complete the sweep. I like 2019. it. Two thousand nineteen. I like it. F. W. W. Uh, Trox. Win. Prime. W. Finer. That's a dub for me as well. And we wrap it up 
Eagles at Giants, MetLife Stadium. You know, once again, we will be there as we annually are to watch the Eagles beat up on the New York Giants. Danny Dimes will, of course, be playing. Eli Manning will be riding off into the sunset. What say you? We're going to go L here. I, can we just talk about something for a moment here? Hey, hey, can ahead. we talk can, about can, something can, for a can, moment? Can, can, I, can I finish here? Can I finish? Oh, it's can so I finish? funny. Whatever it says. Can I finish? Lose? Because <laughs> you, you, our squad, I, our squad yeah, yeah. will be resting. Uh-huh. It's a meaningless game. It won't matter, right? Yeah, our squad will be resting our players, and we are going to be playing our third string against their first string. And that's Boy, the that's only a, that's reason. A, that's a better answer than that's I was expecting. That's the only reason why we're putting that's it That's a better head. answer than I was expecting. We're not risking our starters. my headphones the, and everything. On the last game of the season. Damn, bro. Evan. Tranquilo, tranquilo. We get a W to bring us to 11 and 5. Trox. Our backups still get the W. Prime. I'm going to go ahead and cash it in the L. Finer's got oh, it. Oh, be, oh, be yeah. same reasons? Okay, fine, Finer's got the thumbs up. I have it as a W. So if I'm reading my predictions correctly, Gail, what do you what do you have as the final record? Thirteen and three. Evan. Eleven and five. Trox. I'm thirteen and three as well. Prime. Thirteen and three. Finer. Thirteen and three. I, so I also guess we know have who's them going in the bathroom. As thirteen and three. Here's why. Okay? I broke down the schedule. And when the schedule first comes up, I said this on my YouTube channel. I didn't have the opportunity to say it here on the podcast. When the schedule comes out, I look for a series of things. First of all, I look for the home opener because I got a party to plan. Second thing I look for is where's the bye week? Football gods blessed us with what, week 10? Mm-hmm. Week 10 bye. The next thing I look at is where does Dallas, more specifically, where does Dallas fall into the schedule? Because I just hate them. That's a selfish. That's petty. That's the pettiness in me talking. But then I take a look at November because November is what sets you up one way or the other. One way or the other, November is either going to boost you into the playoffs or it is going to take you out of the playoffs. Because once you get behind in November, it's incredibly hard to make the postseason. Mm -hmm. So if you take a look at October, there's three away games, right? Mm -hmm. You go on a three-game road stretch. Jets, Vikings, Cowboys. Winnable games. No, No pushovers. I'm not taking any of those as a layup. I'm not, I'm not just automatically penciling Ws, but they, they're winnable games on the road. And Jets then, is home. I'm sorry. Uh, Vikings, I'm, I'm sorry, I misspoke. Vikings, Cowboys, Bills. Again, same thing, winnable games, right? Winnable games. Not necessarily pushover teams, but winnable games. And then you come home and you play the Bears. It's a tough game. All of a sudden, now we're talking about playoff seeding. We're talking about... Divisional rankings. We're talking about conference rankings because you know the Bears are going to be in it. The Bears are going to be hunting for a playoff spot. So all of a sudden we start cranking up the juice. Bye week comes in November. And then you have the Patriots. Again, push all other games aside. That is going to be the single most important game on the schedule. And then you have the Seahawks, which once again, you talk about conference standings. You talk about divisional standings. You talk about wild card race. You talk about the playoffs. That's what it's going to get into. And then your last eight games, or, or your last set of games, your last five games, are against the Dolphins, Giants twice, the Redskins, and the Cowboys. Divisional games. So what I'm trying to say is, if the Eagles can win on the road in October, and they win two out of three in November, our, uh, arguably their toughest games of the schedule in November. 
Chicago Bears, New England Patriots, and Seattle Seahawks. With a bye week mixed in there, all at home. The three toughest games you play, you play in a row at home with a bye week sprinkled in. Your last five games are cookie cutters. So if you can survive the road in October and then really start cranking it up in November and beating some good playoff teams, get that confidence going, get that swagger going, and then beat the Patriots with Carson Wentz, your last five games are layups. And the road to the Super Bowl, once again, goes through Philadelphia. First, ra- first seed, first round bye, NFC Championship game, we're winning the damn Super Bowl again. That's right. <laughs> speak that into That's existence. That's right. Can we all speak that into existence? Speak that into existence. Another parade down Broad Street. Another ring. Amen. We're doing it again. Jason Kelsey up there making up all sorts of nonsense on the stage. Again. We're doing it again. The Carson Wentz Revenge Tour ends in glory. Yeah. That's what, what, what are I, they going to say? What are they going to say? Nick Foles. No, no, I'm just kidding. Hey, not, not hey, Nick hey, Foles. Don't hey, listen. Before we get on out of here, this is the... The is this is the hundredth episode, so I just wanna I just wanna give some some thank yous real quick. Of course, the NBC Sports uh, Philadelphia, um, Todd Marine Spencer, Tom Finer behind the glass, behind the curtain, Oz. We appreciate all the hard work you're putting in there. Um, Justin from New Media uh, Studios mm-hmm. and Wildfire, who was uh, of course our first producer, who kind of helped us along in this process. We thank you, Justin. Wildfire Sports, um, who not only uh, helped out but made this, made this tr- transition. They didn't have to. They could have made it difficult on us, and they didn't. They really helped us move this show to NBC Sports Philadelphia. And without the help of Wildfire Sports, uh, we would not be in the position that we are in right now. Uh, of course, the writers on 4thandjohn.com. Yeah. Go ahead, talk about it. Big, big shout-out to Ryan Nils. He's been doing a, t- a ton of work over the years. Uh, really, really appreciate him. Uh, you know, Kelly Carpenter, uh, Brendan Walker, Braxton Howard, um, Carlos Rodriguez, Chris Malley, Mark Drumfeller. Uh, go ahead. Okay, go, 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 go along on my list. Uh, at the boys over at the Green Legion. Uh, Brendan Deeg, Brendan Deeg. Brendan, there you go. The boys over at the Green Legion. Tina from Conchahawk Bakery, TNF Hoagies, of course. Alex Bud Light over there giving out free swag at the tailgates. Uh, the F1 tailgate squad, everybody who comes parties with us religiously. Mal Davis. Um, listen, we, we can't thank you guys enough for supporting the vision that we put into place, especially at the tailgates, being inclusive, being a family environment. You guys have made these tailgates. I grew up at a tailgate. That's what the whole reason why I started doing this. And uh, it, what it's become with the cast of character that it is, honest to God, I couldn't do it. I, I can't imagine going to games and tailgating without those guys. We appreciate it. Uh, of course, Don Smolinski with the Eagles, Frank, their CFO. The 97.5, uh, the Fanatic Morning Show has been incredibly supportive of everything that we've done over there. Mark, uh, the bro, Trey. Uh, and I want to thank you guys, uh, my team members. Um, I put together a squad. Gail and I put together a squad. Everybody has their assignments. Everybody knows what's expected of them. And everybody delivers. Gail, uh, you're my best friend. I don't want to get all kind of bromantic and emotional on it, but uh, I love you, bud. Evan, you're okay. Uh, <laughs> Trox, man, like you're the you're the muscle behind the thing, and and really kind of going out of your way to make sure this ship runs smoothly while I'm while I'm, 
you know, steering it. You're, you're making sure the engine's running smoothly. Prime, of course, uh, the support that you've given us and also keeping people at check, uh, including Rob <laughs> at the tailgate. <laughs> you know, we, we, we appreciate everything. Let's do a little Twitter questions before we get on out of here. What say you, Gail? You want to do a little Twitter question? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Right. Evan, what do you have for Twitter credit? Gail's writing something down as if I forgot somebody. Okay. Um, we, uh, Kelly DeBunny wants to know, mm. what is your favorite or most unexpected thing that has uh, come out of having this podcast? Say that again? Your favorite or most unexpected thing to come out of doing this podcast? I think uh, just meeting uh, uh, the craziest group of friends that um, I'd never expect to meet. Uh, something that, you know, I normally watch the Eagles by myself back in the day and just analyze and analyze and analyze. I'd never thought I'd be at this moment in my life where I'm meeting the most random crazy Eagle fans. It's, it's been a blessing to meet just, you know, fans, but now who have become friends. I'm going I'm to take the word surprise in that question and kind of kind of hone in on that mm-hmm. because while I, I do completely agree with Gail's answer, uh, meeting people – Across the country, people who travel to the 4th and John tailgates, meeting people from all walks of life, wasn't a surprise. That was, all, that was by design. That's what we do. We wanted to take this authentic Philadelphia fan experience, this group of friends, and expand it. So it's, 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 it's one of the best perks of doing this, meeting all these people from all these different walks. Some are in the military. Some of them grew up overseas. Some of them... You know, from down south, some of them, you know, are your typical, you know, I've had season tickets at Veterans Stadium since, you know, my grandfather was was alive. You, you meet all these different Eagles fans and you hear all these different stories. Something you got to understand about this podcast and, and, and sort of like the entire thing that we're doing, Gail, when you and I used to have those late night conversations outside a new media parking lot was we want to build this. We want to build this to be that sort of inclusive environment. We want people to be part of it. It's not just the 4th and John podcast. Right. It's, it's almost like, and it sounds corny, but it's true, it's almost like a movement, man. It's, it's a grassroots, right. boots-on-the-ground movement where we're sharing a common love of, of, of football and a football team and expanding that to as many people as we can to put as many smiles on people's faces as we I can. Mean, to me, it just, it's the, the whole organic thing of 4th and John is just about you know, the people and us the people coming together to, to create something that wasn't, wasn't a platform. You know, we've, as a, a group, we've had no's over our careers and we've created something that we can be proud of. And just meeting fans that um, appreciate Fourth and John for what it is, it's at the end of the day, it's organic. It's, it's, it's I, you know, it, it's real. We, we try to be as real as possible. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, meeting people at tailgates, mm. And you, you have the conversation about, like, your love of the Eagles. And, you know, uh, we're, we're just, like, you, you, see it, you see it in people's faces. Yeah. And you, and you get it, and I get it. And that, that, that's where it defines it for me. And, and, and it, we did it on our own, and we did it our way. Yeah. So, so on, honestly, nothing, nothing about this is a surprise. This was by design. You know, ma- ma- making people, meeting people, making people say, even NBC, as we sit here, Gail, you and I remember – we talked about, all right, where do we want this podcast to be in two years? Where, where, where do we want it to be in three years? What are we trying to even accomplish here? Where do we think this can go? What, what, what are the moves we're going to make to get there? And we singled out, listen, we, we talked about the radio stations. We targeted and we said we want to be on NBC Sports Philadelphia because we feel like this podcast is a grassroots movement that really, I'm not sure, can be appreciated 
just on radio, mm -hmm. that it has to be a, a web series. It has to be a TV show. We have to be on camera. And NBC came to us and gave us that platform, and we are so incredibly grateful. And what better place to be than the home of the authentic fan? Yes, sir. Um, Evan Hubbard wants to know, who are we going to put in the bathroom first? And I'm going to reword this. I'm going to say, who from the F1 tailgate, the 4th of John tailgate, are we going to put in the bathroom first? And who from this Eagles team this year are we going to put in the bathroom first? Cheryl's going in the bathroom first. <laughs> Cheryl is definitely, <laughs> Cheryl is probably already drunk getting ready for this, for this tailgate. Uh, first player to go in the bathroom, um, Derek Barnett. Ooh. The guy. I mean, he's just the hate. No, <laughs> he's not the hate. Boo in the chamber. I got the boo in the chamber, baby. <laughs> the bathroom in the chamber. Every three weeks, it's hate on Derek Barnett. No, if he doesn't, if, listen, if he doesn't perform, it's going it, to, it, it, his, Dave Spadaro mentioned that Sidney Jones is going to be one of the keys to a successful defense this year because a lot is going to be asked of him. I feel the same exact way about Derek Barnett. I, it's not that I don't have faith that he'll do it. I think he'll do it. But he might end up in the bathroom. <laughs> wow, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna double down on Cheryl, <laughs> <laughs> big Cheryl. But if if uh, Black Black Rob shows up, uh, Rob Aiden, uh, he could mm. end up in the bathroom. He knows why. The the the, the first person to ever get kicked out of the fourth <laughs> and John tailgate. You know how wild you gotta be to get thrown out of the wildest speak, party. Speaking <laughs> of the Ter Terrell Owens lost tapes, yeah. River run through the Black it. Rob lost tapes. <laughs> River run through it. <laughs> Literally. Sponsored by Crown Royal. <laughs> All right, what's, what are you sponsored by Crown Royal? Speaking of which, the boys were in, yeah, you, Prime, yeah, you're yeah. in it. Keep an eye out for the Eagle slash Crown Royale uh, yes. commercials mm -hmm. coming out. Mm -hmm. You might recognize a few people. You might recognize a few people in the commercials. What else we got? All right, the Hitman23 has uh, two questions. Um, the craziest moment on the show, and aside from the great interview we had with Spadaro earlier, the best interview you remember doing on this show. I remember mine. We talked yeah, about I, it pre-show. Yeah, Gail, you already talked about it, so I don't want to steal it. Go ahead. <sighs> too, too effing easy. Yeah. yeah. Straw hat guy was the Straw man. hat guy coming I in as a surprise, him. dude. Oh, my God. He was <laughs> the best. Surprised all you guys. And then when he dropped the, dropped the yeah, mic, the telling said, us he's a doctor. He's a doctor. He's a doctor. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, yo, yo, you're in charge of people's health? Yeah. You, you, I'm pretty sure he was going to be a You look like a train surgeon. wreck yourself. And he was telling us that we stole a beer cart. <laughs> but I think, <laughs> I think it was the first time where I felt like as our show, like, went a little viral and you know everyone was saying his phrase yeah. wearing his t-shirt of him on, you know it, yeah it was just like a weird uh example of like when reality hits you know like so social media how crazy mm. it can be not gonna lie it was pretty fun to uh make brace think he That's won a quarter million dollars too yes that was yeah. a fun time yep yeah. absolutely we got any more um well, well, we'll finish with Classic Jeff. and we'll, okay. we'll, 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 we'll finish with that, and then we'll head on out of here. Yeah. Um, we'll, go, we'll, go, we'll go celebrate in the parking lot. Oh, these are cold. No, I don't want to sit in there. Oh, okay. In the inaugural game of the season, let's make some predictions. Who scores the first touchdown, and what will the celebration of said TD be? One more time. Who scores the first touchdown, and what will the celebration of said TD be? Doug Peterson gives the fans exactly what they want to see. Deshaun. And that's deep to Deshaun. Deshaun does his little eagle thing in the end zone. I think group celebrations as a whole, if they come back, they will come back later. They won't come back week one. But it's going to be a, a very Terrell Owens-esque welcome back to the, uh, to the city of Philadelphia for Deshaun Jackson. Deep end zone first play. Let's get it. 
going the same thing to Sean Jackson, and then he uh, he falls into the end zone. Oh! Yeah. Could you imagine? Oh, it's oh. going to be so much fun. I can't wait, dude. It's finally here. It's finally real. This is the 100th episode. Again, guys, we can't thank you enough for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe, rate, review, do the whole five-star things on iTunes, 4th and John, and make sure you catch us live here. I think we're going live on Facebook right now. Mm-hmm. We're going live on Facebook uh, and YouTube as well. So make sure you check us out every single Tuesday night. And until next time, let's go birds, and we will see you next week.